Welcome to the Collected Stories and Lies audiobook by Aaron Zevi. This story is titled, The Book Club. Before my first collection came out, I toyed with the notion of adding a recipe section in the middle of the book because many of the stories were about the Egyptian Jewish food I was raised on. Books especially self-published story collections by completely unknown former powder paint salesmen are, as it turns out, surprisingly hard to market. I thought that maybe the recipes would be a compelling hook. One July morning over a breakfast of scrambled eggs at the cottage, I made the mistake of casually suggesting it might be of interest for book clubs. I actually thought it was a pretty good idea. And this prompted my sister-in-law to utter the sentence which became the family's favorite line in the summer of 2020. Your book, she said, in her completely honest and unfiltered style, is not book club material. Before I could even react, my niece Dana came running out of the bedroom where she had, I was pretty sure, been fast asleep and added, book clubs, Uncle Ronnie? Seriously? I'm not gonna lie, it kind of stung. They must have seen the look on my face and began a group backpedal befitting a team of circus unicyclists. Book clubs, they went on to explain, read thick, best-selling novels with complicated themes, motifs, and plot lines. Great matter material they could discuss over coffee and low-fat, gluten-free banana muffins. They went on to list a bunch of books as examples. Most of them appeared to have the word crawdad in the title. Anyway, book clubs, they stated emphatically, did not read short story collections. This I knew was patently untrue. Book clubs did, on occasion, include short story collections and humorous memoirs in their reading lists. But that wasn't the point. I was just wondering if I should include a few pages of recipes, like my mother's sofrito chicken. It was just an idea. Not book club material became a bit of a catch-all phrase that summer. We would apply it to a poorly executed dive off the dock, a bad pickleball serve, and even a batch of barbecue chicken, which had, because left on the grill a bit too long, dried up a little. It's good, but it's not book club material, someone would say with a smile. Now, teasing is part of the culture up at the cottage, and Carolyn and I generally are the prime targets. The irony, of course, is that in this instance, I was pretty sure we were making fun of her when, in fact, they were making fun of me. That is only to say I could not hide my pleasure when, on Labor Day weekend, I received an email from Beth Middleton of the SVVGBC. Now, the SVVGBC, for those of you who are not au courant with your California book club acronyms, is the Simi Valley Valley Girls Book Club. Beth Middleton was the secretary treasurer. Maybe she was the treasurer's secretary. I'm not entirely sure. I think she was in charge of collecting the fees so they could buy coffee and low-fat, gluten-free banana muffins. The members of the SVVGBC were not actually from Simi Valley. They all lived in nearby Moore Park. And they were not girls from the valley or otherwise. They were empty nesters who, in addition to playing tennis, bridge, and speed walking got together once a month to talk about books and gossip about the goings-on in their town. Also, as I soon learned, their drink of choice was mojitos, and their muffins were, as Beth Middleton liked to say with a giggle, full fucking fat. Every month, a member of the group would pick a book, and when it was member Adele Ben-Simon's turn, 
She picked Almost the Truth, Stories and Lies, which was my book, because a cousin of hers who might have been a third cousin of mine had suggested she read it because, like me, Adele was a child of Egyptian Jews. So that's what they picked, and there may have been a little bit of grumbling. Beth Middleton dropped a few hints by some of the more traditional and conservative members of the SVVGBC because the book was a thin collection of short, humorous vignettes and not a thick, sweeping historical saga replete with overriding themes about the human condition. Also, it did not have crawdads in the title. Beth Middleton said it would be a good to have a little break from serious reading. So the SVVGBC read my book and Beth Middleton emailed me to ask if I would do a Zoom reading. Adele was going to make her sambozas. I think she meant to say sambusek, a delicious pastry filled either with cheese or ground meat and pomegranates, which was an appetizer staple in the Middle East. But she might have mixed it up with the Indian curry puff known as samosa. Either way, they were all very excited, and I said I would be delighted. I walked down the path to the dock where my family was congregated in order to announce that a book club in California had asked me to be a guest speaker. I auditioned a few zingers in my head and finally settled on not book club material, eh? Well, suck on that, bitches. Which I admit was not one which would have made Oscar Wilde green with envy. But it was the best I could come up with. I mean, the walk to the dock was not that long and I was moving at a pretty good clip. But then I changed my mind, not because I realized I was being petty, childish and immature, but because if I waited a little longer to tell him, I could be even more petty, childish, immature and small-minded. And so I did the Zoom reading. I spent a little more time than I cared to admit choosing an outfit. I also got Dana to cut my hair without telling her why. The reading went great. I read Crossing the Nile, which was a story about food and being a little different. And then, without needing much encouragement, I read a second story, Yorkdale, the I hoped funny tale recounting the trip I took to the mall with my wheelchair-bound friend Harold in order to buy him a mattress. It got a lot of laughs. There was then a short Q&A, and I grandly espoused my thoughts about metafiction, and for a few short-lived moments, I felt like a real writer. They toasted the book with a couple of rounds of mojitos, and then we all signed off. It was a great night. It should have been a triumph, but I don't know why. It felt a little hollow. It was, as best I could tell, the only book club that had ever taken on any of my books, and it was beginning to look very much like the confirmation of that old adage, one which I still don't really understand, of the exception proving the rule. Not really book club material. So I don't know, I never said anything. I only told Allie and whatever revenge I was hoping to exact would at best be served at room temperature. The reading occurred in September and with a blink of an eye, fall turned into winter and we conducted our annual secret Santa, although using the Hebraic Hanukkah Harry moniker on Zoom. My bubble expanded to 10 and, foregoing my annual migration to Florida, I saw the cottage for the first time under a blanket of ice and snow. We took turns making big dinners and then took hours picking the evening movie. I tried snowshoeing and, like most activities in my life, enjoyed talking about it better than actually doing it. I didn't snowshoe again. I confirmed I could not build a fire beyond burning up every section of the Sunday New York Times. I also confirmed that the secret to life 
was to spend the better part of 60 years lowering the bar as much as possible. That's so one day when you inexplicably and uncharacteristically decide to participate in the midnight tequila shot and toboggan run, your youngest niece, Rena, will gleefully proclaim it to have been epic. I wrote stories almost every day that month of December. I wrote them on my iPhone, reclining on the couch facing the fire I had not built. I sent them to Coobs and to Rob and Ellen and Mutley and my cousin Morris and to Marianne, Miles, Jules and Tatiana, to Julie and Joel, to my brother-in-law Jamie and my sister Danielle in Israel, to Brian, to Elon and Malka, to Karen and Karen, to Alan, my fellow Egyptian, to Elena, to Faye and to Stephen Fern, to Harold and Gilly, who in turn forwarded them to their children to my friend Tootie in Ottawa and to other friends and family. I read them out loud at nauseam at breakfast, lunch and dinner to my brother Dove and to my sister-in-law Caroline, to Sammy, Dana, Rachel and Rena, and the respective husbands and boyfriends. They all interrupted their school, jobs, life, family, TV, Instagram and books to read and listen and without exception, encourage. I'm not sure if these stories are book club material. I'm not sure I care. But it turns out I was part of a pretty good book club all the same. Once in a while, one of the members will even drop off some muffins. The book club was originally published by Tumbleweed Press in not book club material. It was narrated by the author. Music by The Nearly Missed and Kevin McLeod.